What up, Long Beach? We've got another great episode and some good news on this version of the LB Fee Show for you, LB Nation. As always, this bi-weekly podcast about everything Long Beach State Athletics is hosted by the562.org, which is myself, JJ Fiddler, and Mike Garabasio. What's going on, everybody? Very happy to be bringing you another episode of the LB Fee Show. We will be joined a little bit later by our very special guest. Stay tuned for that. Love hearing from basketball players and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today is hoops. So we got to bring on Andy Fee, the man of the hour. Andy, I feel like I've not heard good news in five months. So, <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's uh, it's great to great to virtually see you as always. And uh, yeah, we we've got some good news. I think we're 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 a couple days away from um, perhaps uh, initiating our return to activity plan for the basketball programs, men's and women's basketball programs, which will be the first sports. So, um, you know, a few, a few things to hammer down, but I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good and uh, excited. It'll be a, uh, a phased um, reintroduction, um, but, um, you know, it's something, right? And uh, it, we need good news. You talk about those phases. We spoke about them at the end of last season when we were talking over the summer about what you guys were going to try to do in June and July, obviously that timeline has gotten extended. So speaking of those phases, are those phases the ones that we talked about a few months ago, or are you guys adding new stuff? Yeah. So, you know, the plans um, are ever evolving and, and will continue to evolve based upon what we learned about COVID and things like that. But um, yeah, we're, we're going to move forward. And uh, the first phase um, would be outdoor return to outdoor activity, meaning, uh, aerobic workouts, thing, things of that nature, and then uh, transitioning from outdoor to, to indoor activity. Um, but we will start, you know, with a two-week um, sequestration, as I'll call it, where um, we'll have the teams, everybody hunker down for, for two weeks, um, and then uh, emerge, and we'll, we'll, we'll test everybody for COVID, and then uh, assuming we get good news and negative test results from, from the student-athletes and everybody, we would begin um, that uh, that out, outdoor activity so that could be the beginning of October hopefully and then again um, see how that goes um, if the trends are stay positive um, then we would go back to the county of LA so the county of LA public health officials did approve us to begin uh, outdoor activity so now it's just up to us to, to to kind of put that into play as I was saying earlier and then we as I said we would go back to them to get approval to go indoors and um, that would hopefully be the middle of October if, if everything kind of moves as is. And then uh, we've talked about it and uh, the start of basketball, which looks like it'll be the end of November. So, you know, things are, things are going the right way. So I'm excited. We need the, as you said, that we need the trends to stay positive and the tests to stay negative. Um, as an athletic director, you know, I mean, the spring was so brutal because, as you mentioned, everything just turned off and there was no sense of when that was going to be over. And then, you know, obviously there's been difficult financial pictures and everything else. How happy are you in the middle of September to be focusing on the administrative aspect of starting sports back up? I mean, it's a different set of challenges, but I just have to imagine those are much more fun phone calls to be having than um, the ones you've been having for most of the last six months. For sure. I mean, I can't tell you how exciting it is to just even sit here and talk to you about it. You're um, grinning so. like my second grader <laughs> when the Zoom classes are over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and we've been doing hard work and the staff's been doing the hard work of, of, of planning, which is necessary. But 
yeah, the best part of our jobs is to get to watch the student athletes compete, um, not only in the classroom, but, but, on the, but on the court or the field of competition. So, I mean, this is, yeah, I, I never thought I would, you know, be so excited about outdoor aerobic activity ever, but I am. Now, are you guys bringing all of the teams back here in October? Or are you concentrating on basketball? So we'll start again with men's and women's basketball only. So they will be the first uh, season likely to begin uh, in terms of the NCAA. Um, those fall sports are looking um, January 21 um, as, as the earliest start for that. And then the spring sports would be the same. So really basketball is, uh, are the only two that will begin soon. So we also want to use them as a little bit of a test case, see how it goes, bring them back. Um, how do we onboard them? How does the testing work? How, all those little things that we've never had to do before. Um, we want to make sure that we can do it and keep it controlled. So I would expect the, 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 the fall sports and spring sports um, to be sometime later. I mean, it could be November um, when they start up. We, we don't know for sure, but we will begin with men's and women's basketball only. I love the extra parking over there next to Ken Lindgren Aquatic Center, but it would be really nice if those basketball courts were still there. <laughs> well, we may be using those, <laughs> that, that, that parking lot as an outdoor court, you never know. Uh, we, we've got some plans to, to, to have some outdoor basketball goals to be able to set up, maybe um, on the tennis courts um, or no, in black one of those parking lots. Black or, one of those, only. <laughs> or one of those, yeah, or one of the, 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 the parking lots outdoors. So. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going to be creative with how we, uh, we get up and running. And as I keep saying, it's going to look a little weird, but, um, you know, we'll make the best of it. In terms of the testing you were speaking of, is that going to be controlled by the university? You're going to have to have somebody come on campus for that? So we're going to start out using our student health center uh, to test um, our, our athletes. Um, you know, we'll likely um, have to go externally, and that's something the campus as a whole is looking at as well. Um, the numbers, um, you know, just, I mean, we have close to 400 student athletes, and if, I mean, we would swamp the, the student health center with testing if even just we were there testing. So um, to start out, you know, handling, you know, 30, you know, players is, is not that big a deal. They can do that. Um, but when we return, you know, everybody, hopefully, um, in the near future, um, it'll probably be an external vendor um, that handles the testing. And I know campus is um, in, in discussions right now in negotiation with, with a vendor to, to do that. So, um, you know, again, we're, we're getting more and more good news. Um, you know, things can flip, but we're, we're, we're excited. I, I do want to just underline that point you just made, because I think we've all been saying this every episode of the show since March, which is just, if you are a sports fan right now, who feels that, um, you know, who's, who's upset or sad or angry or whatever you're feeling, but if you want sports to come back, this is something that everyone is going to have a part in either making happen or, or not having it happen. If the cases continue to go in the direction they've been going in Long Beach, it's going to be a lot easier for everything that we miss to start happening again in some kind of controlled way. And if the cases spike the way they did in July, two weeks from now, we're going to be having a very sad podcast again. Right. So, I mean, exactly. I, I've, I've, I've seen you guys sort of putting that message out there. Um, are you hearing from people? Do you, do you think that that's been effective? I mean, are you hearing from some of your boosters and fans that it's like, all right, you know, I, I don't want to do this, but I, I really need to see basketball again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do think that. I think a lot of people understand um, the fact that we have to buckle down harder, you know, than ever. I mean, honestly, we can't let our guard up and, you know, let this good news suddenly affect um, us from 
um, stopping doing things like wearing a mask, social distancing, hand hygiene, everything else. Um, you know, it's a challenge, I'll say, you know, with 18 to 22 year olds. Uh, I think we know, uh, you know, what it's like to be 18 to 22. Um, so that will be a challenge. But ultimately, what I keep telling our student athletes is this. What they do or don't do is going to affect how much activity we can have this year. It's we've done all the planning that we can do. We put all the support structures into place. Ultimately, it comes down to them making good choices, because if there's a lot of positive tests, we'll have limited to no activity. If we have negative tests for the most part, then we'll probably be able to have a lot of activity. So um, ultimately, it comes down to personal responsibility and, and also remembering that it's not only what we do as individuals, but as a group, because, um, you know, I've talked to them as well saying, you know, you as an individual can do the right thing. But if your teammate doesn't, that affects your ability, you know, uh, to compete. So two weeks ago, you said that you were having those conversations with those teams. What was the reaction from those players? I mean, are they deer in the headlights or are they nodding in acknowledgement? No, I think, you know, I mean, nobody wants to get anyone else sick or, you know, no one I know wants to get sick. So I don't think it's um, uh, an issue of, of, of that. Unfortunately, you know, it's, it's, it's moments of, well, I know that person, I can go hang out with them. And, and the reality is you can't see a virus. And, um, you know, that would make life much easier. Uh, you know, if you saw Andy and you knew Andy was positive because a little positive sign was above his head, then you, you would be okay, no problem. But um, the concern is just the moments of uh, weakness, you know, where, okay, fine, I'll go. You know, it's like that simple little decision um, that at the moment sounds like you can do it. So I, I think that's what it's really going to boil down to is when push comes to shove and that decision is put in front of some student athlete to say, do I stay in my apartment or my dorm or do I go hang out at somebody's house that I don't, I'm not around, they're not my cohort and I don't know what's going on. And I just hope that they think back to that where that moment of sacrifice means so much more because they get to compete. Let's, uh, let's talk about something that's just purely fun. Envision for us, you mentioned a, a late November, you know, roughly Thanksgiving start time potentially for NCAA basketball. I don't think that's official yet, but I know that's what everyone's working towards based on the, the reporting on the national level with the NCAA. What are you hearing it could look like, you know, if we're fast forwarding two months, everything goes well, everyone's doing what they're supposed to do. You know, I mean, what, what would that, we know it's obviously not going to be 4,000 people in the pyramid for a regular schedule, but what would it look like? What are some of the options you're hearing about, you know, that people could look forward to as a reward for doing the right thing for the next two months? Yeah. So, um, you know, as always, we look at it, the season kind of in, in, in two different areas, one being the preseason or non-conference schedule and then the conference schedule. So the conference schedule is, is set right now. I think it's a December 31st. We, we would open up against Cal Poly at home on the men's side and the women on the road. Um, so then you, kind of reverse and, and go back in the calendar and you start looking at the non-conference. Um, we've lost a couple games, you know, on the men's side, we're supposed to play in the Paradise Jam and that is not, <laughs> I think other than getting the official not happening, we already know that that's not happening. Um, but there are some, some games out there and that's why I think they focused on that November 21st to 25th window is that there are some non-conference, pretty big matchups out there for especially some of our teams in our conference who have those, um, you know, guarantee games where, um, you know, Hawaii could play North Carolina and uh, get a guarantee for that, or, or, or we could go play 
um, you know, USC and get a guarantee. So I think what's looking is if you've, if you watched, um, you know, ESPN or seen any of those things is this concept around these preseason bubbles, um, places like Vegas and, and some other venues around the country are coming up with these concepts about bringing in, almost making it a mini NBA bubble for about 10 to 14 days. And within that 10 to 14 days, you, you could get five games in, some practice, but essentially it would be that, you know, Long Beach State men and women would, you know, bus over to, let's just say Vegas, um, you know, check into the hotel and it becomes the NBA bubble. The teams don't leave the hotel, they're tested, um, and they're kind of doing the virtual online school thing still, obviously, uh, but they're living out of a suitcase for, for 10 to 14 days. And that would allow us, um, at this point, I, on the, on, I supervise men's basketball on a daily basis. So I can talk a little bit more about that. Cindy Maisner handles the women's side, but I can tell you we're about five games down right now on the men's schedule um, in terms of non-conference that we think we've lost. So it could be a good thing to try and get into one of these, um, you know, preseason bubbles and get those games back. Um, I think there's just a lot of factors that we don't know that, you know, I think it's been a lot of 70,000 foot on, on doing it. We would need to hear one, how are they going to keep it safe? You know, how are they testing? How does that work? Um, but yeah, we, we would look to, to get those preseason games in and then roll into conference. I don't think um, out of the gate, we're going to have fans at games. Um, I just think at this point, um, there's still um, too much of an unknown. And I'm not sure the County of Los Angeles would approve the collegiate side to have fans. I'm not even sure the Rams had fans last night. I don't know if you guys know that. They, they did not. It, it was pretty weird um, on the Thursday night game with the Chiefs that there were, was I think the number was 17,000, JJ? Not I mean, it looks socially like, distanced either. They were wearing their masks, I'll give them that, but there were large clusters of people during that game. And it, I, it's, you know, I have to say, it's like just being from where we are, it, it's like, um, you know, they, they said today they've discovered potentially signs of life uh, in the atmosphere above Venus. And it, it felt like watching that in real time. I just like from where we're living, you see 17,000 people in a football stadium and you're like, what on earth, man? Yeah, they must be the worst team ever. Nobody wants to go watch them, right? <laughs> well, if you're talking about preseason bubbles, could you envision something similar making the NCAA tournament work? Like battle in the bubble or whatever, whatever they did. Also, battle in just, the bubble, baby. I just thought of this. What are we going to call the bubble teams for the tournament? It's going to get real confusing. <laughs> Too many bubbles out there, but I think all of those options are on the table. I mean, who knows? I mean, I throw this out there and this is just crazy Andy, but you know, do we do mini bubbles in conference even? Do we, do we say, hey, you know, the, the best way that we can get, um, we, we chop the season up into three bubbles, four bubbles, or something like that, and we go, okay, at least when we know you're going to get that many games in. Because, you know, when you do the one-offs, you do worry, or at least I worry a little bit about what happens if you have outbreaks. Um, that's where you get to this um, in a typical year, or I should say every year up to now, um, for, to sponsor the sport of men's basketball, you, you would have to, at the Division One level, play at least 26 games. If you play less than 26, you're not allowed, you know, they say, nope, you don't have a team. This year, it looks like they'll probably adjust it um, to, to probably half of that, meaning you would, you would need to play at least a minimum of 13 games. Hopefully, you play like 26 or more. But um, they would do that, and my guess is because you don't know what's going to happen. You may have to cancel some games in between there. I know we saw some 
um, college football games um, over the weekend that got canceled. I think Navy, right, or no West Point. I think you know, uh, um, you know, their game got canceled. So you don't know where you're going to lose some games in there. Um, and and to make it work, I think they'll adjust some of that. But again, what I keep saying is we're going to have to be comfortable um, being uncomfortable. And there could be a stop and start to the year. You know, we get up and running October 1st and October 14th. Um, you know, we have to shut down. I hope that's not the case, but we just have to be really flexible. And, and I know I keep saying that, but it's most of this year is going to be on the mental side. Certainly, you know, people have to be fit and healthy and, and all of that. But to me, the teams out there that are mentally tough, the ones that can persevere, um, that just have resiliency are probably the teams that are going to be more successful than not. We're going to have all of that breaking good news continuing at the562.org for everything Long Beach State Athletics. Hopefully, we'll be back to giving you those newsletters, videos, previews, recaps, photos, Twitter updates, and interaction that you love. Also wanted to shout out Naples Rib Company. Make sure you're supporting local business. We are now joined by our special guest for the week, Ramel Menzel. Ramel, thank you so much for taking the time, man. How are you? I'm good, man. I appreciate you guys having me here. Obviously, there's so much to get to, but first and foremost, just kind of walk us through a day-to-day for you. Are, are you on campus? Are you staying in the dorms? Are you working out? What's going on? Um, so about a month ago now, I moved into campus. Um, so I am, I, am on, I am in the dorms. Um, for a day-to-day, ever since school started, um, you know, I wake up, all my classes are early. So that's in a range from about 8 to about 12, 15 in the afternoon is when I get done with my final classes for the week or for the day, I should say. And then um, after that, I usually just try and, you know, work out of my room. I try and get some push-ups and sit-ups, um, that type of thing, a lot of core workouts. Um, depending on the day, I do go on runs um, around campus. I try and do that so I can keep my cardio up. Um, and then sometimes, depending on the day, I'll have um, our teammates hit us up for like a runner or something like that later in the day at night. Um, and that's usually maybe about once or twice a week. And then um, get food, play my video game and <laughs> chill. That's all. That's all I, I, I'll be honest with you, man. That sounds, uh, it sounds like half okay, but it also sounds half terrible. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, do, do well, it's the, a, do it's it's a Herschel Walker. It's a Herschel Walker workout. Just push-ups and sit-ups. It Where works for him, so. Man, I don't have any weights, so I mean, I can't, I can't do, I can't do nothing else about it. What um, I'm, do, I'm getting texts. I feel like every half hour or so from uh, from college and high school athletes that we covered, just saying like, I'm gonna throw my laptop in the lake. You know, I just like sit, being in these Zoom meetings from 8 a.m. till noon, or, or you know, whatever it was that you just said. I know that's difficult. Um, what, what's it been? I mean, how are you kind of dealing with it? How hard is that aspect of it um, versus actually being able to go and, you know, be places in person? Uh, personally, I feel like since I don't have anything else to do, really, like on a day-to-day basis as far as practice or, or waste with Laura or whatever, um, it actually forces me to be a student and actually do my work and have to sit in classes and and actually pay attention. So. so stripping away all the other stuff you could be doing, it's like, okay, I'm here. I have two things I can do. I can either be asleep or I can be in class. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, and I have to be in class so I can get the work done. But. Well, video game you playing? 
Um, right now, since 2K21 just came out, I play 2K21, and um, I play Call of Duty a lot. Who's your team on 2K? Are you good? I'm good. I'm good. I, I like to say I'm good. My teammates might say I'm pretty bad, but I feel like I'm really good. <laughs> Who's 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 the 2K champ on the team? Like who's running everyone else off the off the internet? Um, it is probably Shaden. It's between Shaden, Chance, and um, RJ. Okay. Between and where Shaden. are you? you? Are you like middle third? You bottom third? Where are you? If you if you guys did a tournament, where do you finish? If we did a tournament, I feel like I'd be close to the top. Okay. Final four. Final four appearance. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I'd be close to the top. What what's your style? What's your style? You grinding? You trying to get up the up and down the floor quickly? Um, you know, when it comes to two K, I like to make guard builds just so I can score a lot. So I mean, I feel like it switches off. You know, when bigs, you know, when they get on two K, they make guards. When guards get on two K, they sometimes make bigs, <laughs> just, just so that you know they can feel the opposite of of what it's like to be a guard and what it's like to be a big. You want to so, handle the ball, like you yeah. want to dominate the ball for a couple minutes. I totally yeah. feel that. Yeah, for sure. So it feels like a lifetime ago, but the season last year went pretty well for you, your freshman year at Long Beach State. For you, in terms of your expectations, how do you feel like it panned out? Um, I feel like it panned out probably just as I wanted it to. Um, you know, I didn't really come in like looking to be looking to be ball dominant like I was in high school where I needed the ball every single time I touched. I was I was down in the paint. Every single time down on offense, I kind of came in with the mindset of I want to come in playing defense first and then have the scoring come in like after that as I progressed and got comfortable playing at the college level. So, I mean, um, it honestly it honestly played really well. Uh, our offseason, our preseason, let me say our preseason before we get into conference is really, really good. I loved I loved playing against the big schools USC Florida UCLA first game, um, you know that was that was a really good big time experience for me. Um, so knowing what to expect, hopefully this year that we do have a season, um, you know I mean just come in, do my best on the defensive end first, and then the offense will will come. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, I think when you when you look at the news or you look at ESPN, you see, um, you know, the health experts and you see conference officials and sometimes coaches talking about that, you know, whether there's going to be seasons or not. What, what are your feelings on it as, as a player? I mean, you obviously, you know, kind of opted in and you're there, you're in the dorm working out. So you, clearly you want to play, but you know, what, what are you, what are your, your feelings on this year and, and everything that's going on, I guess. Um, with everything that's going on, I feel like I just want to play. But at the same time, if if it's like a life or death situation, of course I'm going to choose life. I rather I rather be able to live, see another day, instead of kind of getting a getting a disease to where you sometimes you really don't know if you're going to be able to see tomorrow. So so you're not like some of these football players who are like you know I mean I, like I. I'll give myself coronavirus on purpose to get <laughs> to just get out, get out play. You're like, you want it to be safe. You want to take the precautions, but then once that's done, you still want to go and play. Yeah. I, for, I mean, I'd rather be safe than go play like something like the NBA bubble. Um, but of course we can't do that because college is so, 
so far, everybody so far from each other. I mean, you can't really, can't really do that in a sense. But, I mean, yeah, I'd just rather be safe than than to, than to play really. But you if mentioned in a way it can be combined, then I'm all for it. You mentioned playing in high school. You played multiple sports. You also played some volleyball. Do, do you miss it? You miss volleyball at all? Um, yeah, I do miss volleyball only for the fact that it's fun. And that is partially where I got a lot of my athleticism from and bounce, as, as we like to call it, because it's just it's so much of a you have to move laterally a lot. So that's a that's a very big part. And you have to jump. You have to jump a lot, especially playing up front. So that's where I kind of I kind of do miss it because it was always fun just kind of hitting the ball. Sometimes hitting a person in the face, kind of time, you know, that kind of thing. So you know, it was just it was all it was really fun. I do miss it a lot. One of one of my dreams, JJ and I are both big volleyball fans. Obviously, gotten to cover a lot of really great teams at Long Beach State. One of my dreams has always been like Anthony Davis and Giannis playing volleyball. You know what I mean? Like if you took all the top basketball players in the world and trained them for a couple of years, like that would be nuts. That would be if Giannis if Giannis stepped on a volleyball court, it would honestly be unfair. <laughs> it would be unfair. I feel like he just grabbed the ball and just throw it across across the net. It just it just it be a point every single time. Did did you play in the middle? Your middle blocker? Um, so my school was kind of really small, so we kind of just just played everything, um, outside, middle, back, libero. So I mean, you kind of got like a, a full a full experience of it. But my favorite was definitely playing up front. So when you're playing volleyball, you're playing basketball. Are, are you always considering yourself a basketball player growing up? Yes. Yeah. So who was your favorite basketball player? Um, my favorite basketball player growing up, Mello on the Nuggets. Okay. Um, KD, because he's just so versatile and can score whenever he wants. Yeah. Um, KD's for sure playing with a guard build on 2K. You know what yeah. I mean? For sure. <laughs> if, KD, if KD can get his real life build on 2K, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. He wouldn't miss a shot. He well, wouldn't you, miss a single shot. You are also the, the perfect age to watch him at Texas as well. You know, I never really watched – college basketball I would always oh, really watch yeah I never watch college basketball I would always watch the NBA because hmm. I mean one didn't really know the channel for it <laughs> I mean the NBA was always on so I mean that's kind of that's just where it went plus for me I kind of like to play instead of watch so I would rather go like go play outside or I'd rather go play at um one of my old facilities hats and just play instead of watching it on TV or I, or I like to watch it in person even more. But do you watch college basketball during the season or are you pretty much just yeah. school and your own stuff? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. It's on in the locker room all the time. So when we go in there, we sit in there, we watch other teams play like the big teams, Kentucky, Duke, whoever's really on. We just like to watch that. Um, we heard you guys have been converting uh, Coach Munson into an NBA fan, which for the first, like, 10 years that I knew Coach, he was always, like, like college over NBA all the time. Like, the NBA guys don't care as much, all this other stuff. And he admitted he's been watching the bubble, you know, just because it's been so good and because there wasn't anything else going on. And James watched, Ennis. And James Ennis. He's been supporting James as well, for sure. Have you, have you guys uh, – have you and the rest of the team been watching a lot of uh, the, the bubble hoops? 
that's really the only thing entertaining. I mean, <laughs> now football is starting to get back on, but uh, the bubble is – like, what else am I going to do? It's video games and bubble basketball. That's the only <laughs> thing happening in America. Basketball, sleep in school. That's all we can do. <laughs> that's all we can do. So, I mean, bubble basketball is probably – is really, really fun to watch. Who's your, who's your team? Who have you been rooting for? Um, you know, L.A. guys. So, I mean, either Clippers or Lakers. Uh, but the Heat are actually a big, big surprise for me right now. Um, you know, I really like the Heat and, and what they're doing in the playoffs. So, I mean, I'm, I'm honestly going to rock with the Heat. Okay, but who are you rooting for if we get Lakers-Clippers, if the Clippers don't blow game seven? Um, Always got to think about it. See, this is the new. This is the new generation. When JJ and I were in college, that would like not even have been a a hesitation of any sort whatsoever. (laughs) It's like I don't have like a favorite between the two, but if if you got playoff Bron finally coming to like really really play, along with Anthony Davis, I'm gonna go Lakers. But if if LeBron and if LeBron just doesn't step up and, ha- and Anthony Davis has to do all the work by himself, I'm gonna have to go Clippers. Yeah, it's more of a personnel thing, right? Yeah. My, Mike just mentioned the generational where we were team fans, and you know, you guys are more individual fans. I think that's a byproduct of free agency and so much roster turnover every year that it's that it's hard to be loyal. But do do you see do you see um, any other? guys in the league right now that you kind of try to emulate your game after while watching the, the bubble? Um, Jokic, because huh. he just so, he's just so crafty. And I like – I personally like to pass a lot um, to, like, kind of, like, get other guys buckets, easy, nice buckets, like layups and all that type of thing. So, I really I really love his game because he's he's basically like a 6'11 point guard. Um but I know Coach wants you emulating the, the passing in and out of the post and not that janky uh, on-the-run, fadeaway, like, sky whatever the hell he's calling that. <laughs> he threw up some absolute BS in game six, man. I couldn't believe some of those true. shots going. <laughs> that is true, man. That is true. <laughs> like, I can imagine you doing that in practice and Coach Munson just absolutely lighting you up. <laughs> The only way he would not light me up is if I if he sees me work on that. But I ain't working on that because there's no reason. There's no reason to work on that. Is there anything in particular that you are working on personally, setting goals and stuff for hopefully the season coming up? Um, personally, I have been working on my jump shot, um, getting that a lot smoother, um, being able to extend my range, um, that type of thing is what I've been working on when I'm in the gym. Um, just because the jump shot has been just so you need a jump shot now. Like you have to have a consistent jump shot. If you don't have it, you, you just got to be like Patrick Beverly. You got to be a dog on defense. You got to have something that kind of takes you to that next level. So, um, my jump shot is, was kind of a big focal point this summer. Well, best of luck with that. Best of luck with school and everything else going on. Stay safe. We'll Good talk luck to you with soon, 2K. Man. Good luck with 2K. I believe in you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, Andy, I didn't know you were going to have good news for us today. This is great. <laughs> I, I, said, I like- uh, Was it Thursday or Friday that the announcement – it was within about two hours, the CSU spring semester announcement and the LBOSD announcement came. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, just deep hole for me that night. I mean, it was just like – 
I'm thinking about our kid. I mean, it's like at this point, you're talking about a significant chunk of their childhood, you know, and you're just like, it just, it just felt so hopeless. It's like, oh, someone's working to make something happen. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hopefully, you know, we get up and running and, you know, it is kind of weird, you know, over the weekend, it was great um, watching football. It was just great watching sport, right? And and obviously, the NBA has been going and watched a little bit of women's tennis and um, you know, it's, it's a stressful time as, and as you just said, especially for those younger folks in school and, um, you know, we're, 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 we're getting closer, hopefully to being in a better place, but we'll just have to make the best of it. And that's what we're going to do. Speaking of football, Mike, you want to start out our new shouts segment at the end of every episode, we're going to be giving a shout out to somebody who deserves a little bit more attention. Well, I just wanted to shout out, um, you know, as Andy mentioned, how much fun it was to watch football. One of the, the fun things for JJ and I about watching the NFL is uh, that there's at this point, you know, seven or eight guys every year in the league that we know um, really well. We're recording this on a Monday afternoon. I'm very excited to watch uh, Jayon Brown uh, with the Titans and Juju Smith-Schuster with the Steelers tonight on Monday Night Football. Um, obviously a lot of poly guys as well as Jordan and uh, Wilson alums in the league. And so shout out to those guys, man. I mean, I, I, everything Andy's talking about and that Roe is talking about going through, you know, they had to go through that stuff. Um, and obviously they're being, uh, obviously they're happy to be in the NFL, but, um, it was big sacrifices for those guys spend a lot of time away from their family and, uh, I appreciate them doing it. And it's great to see, uh, everyone back on the field. Mine is not, uh, nearly as fun. There's actually some tragic news from the local Lakewood High School football program. A former coach, Jimmy Nolan, his family was in a, uh, a horrible car accident. Uh, one of his children did pass away. And right now the community is really stepping up and making sure that they have the support financially that they need. So there is a GoFundMe page for the Nolan family. The link is available at the562.org right now. So go in there, make sure you give what you can to help a family in need that has been part of our local sports community. Andy, let's finish it out. What do you got? Well, first, you know, just uh, thoughts and prayers for the Nolan family and, and, and those affected. Um, certainly want to support them. Uh, my shout out for, for this episode is going to be to uh, our folks on the medical side, our medical team. So that's, uh, you know, kind of headlined by Cindy Mazener, Deputy AD, and then Dr. Kim Fodron, who's our chief medical officer for the campus. And then Jared Spanger, our head trainer, and our team physicians. Those are the folks that have worked so hard on the plans that I was talking about earlier that get us back to a place where we can get up and running. And let me tell you, that is not an easy thing. You know, it, uh, it changes day to day. Um, there's so many moving parts in that. So I'm very thankful. I know our student athletes and coaches are thankful to have people that care and have been working so hard on that. So big shout out uh, to our medical team. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks again to Romel Manzel for coming on the show. Thanks to producer Roger, everybody else at the department, working hard to get these teams back out there and playing some sports. So we'll see you soon, Long Beach. Stay safe.